Welcome to the Malaysians After High School podcast. I'm your host. My name is Carlson Ung. Today we have a guest joining us. His name is Einstein Pong. Hello, Einstein, Einstein is a second year undergraduate student at Taylor's University, Malaysia. He's taking a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. At the same time, Einstein is a man of many passions. He is a YouTuber. He posts uh, college student content every single week. And he's also a coffee lover. He's the president of the Barista Club at Taylor's University. Einstein? Hello everyone, so I'm Einstein Pong, and then, yeah, as he mentioned, I'm studying mechanical engineering right now. It's my lifelong pursuit and my passion. And then I'm also a barista as well, and a YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah, great, Einstein. So let's, let's give everybody a bit of uh, background about yourself, like where did you study, that kind of thing. Alright, sure. Uh, so I come from a place in Malaysia, which is Sabah. Um, the very beautiful town of Konakinabalu. So I studied like Chinese schools back in the days in primary school and then I joined Sabah Shushi Secondary School which is like a Chinese independent school. And that is when I met Carson. In, that was one time. Yeah, that was 2017 when I was like uh, senior three and Carson was senior one. And we actually met each other in a nationals competition which is a, quite a cool thing. And right now, uh, after that, I actually took two years of gap years before pursuing my higher education. And this is where I enrolled into, like, enrolled into Taylor's University. I started off with a foundation program. And right now, I'm in the Bachelor degree of Mechanical Engineering. That's my um, like whole view of my education life. Lah. Yeah. Yeah, so right now, you're in your second year, right? Yeah, I'm in my second year in like a few days. <laughs> Yeah, just just like next week, I'm in my second year already. Alright, yeah. uh, just now you mentioned that you took a gap year for two years. Yeah. I think I that's something years. that most people will be interested in. Like, what did you do in those two years and uh, what motivated you to take that those two years? Oh, it's an interesting story because like, I believe most of us when we finish high school, it's either by the pressure of our parents to like, hey, go university or you just really don't know what you want to do, right? Uh, for me, I know what I want, but I'm not sure how can I get that because like, I believe my academics result is not, isn't like the elites, um, not, not enough to get into like the higher league of schools, but I also feel like I'm very tired from, I'm quite burned out from the academic stress over the years, for like, for like 12 years, and then like pampered by your parents and all that. I decided to try something that's not in a textbook. I really wanted to try it and like I promised my mom I'll go to university eventually but then I want to try this and if I don't do it I'll regret forever because I'm only like 18 years old once, 19 years old once. Um, therefore I decided to enroll into a career which is barista career. I wanted to learn something outside of textbook right while also earn some income to actually afford my own university life which uh, spoilers alert, it happened, <laughs> very happily. Uh, so uh, that is where I got into coffee. I didn't even like coffee beforehand, but uh, when I got enrolled into this, it changed my perspective and my whole life eventually, yeah. So you took a job as a barista. Like, is this kind of like an apprentice, uh, apprenticeship kind of thing where you learn yes. while working? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I'll elaborate a little bit about it. Like when mm -hmm. I got hired, uh, I was actually hired as a kitchen crew. 
So I make waffles and all that. You can call me a waffle boy. I don't mind. <laughs> but um, I know that although my body is in the kitchen, um, my heart is always in the bar. Because I'm always fascinated by the fact that coffee is a science. Coffee, everything about coffee making is a science in a in the form of art, and that blows my mind. It, it it feels like I'm in a laboratory again, like high school times when we compete, we need to do labs and all that, right? It it feels like that again, and. But then this time, whatever you serve, it can be delivered to a customer, it can make their day, and it's consumable. Unlike in the chemistry lab, you might die, right, if you drink something <laughs> random. But this one is very fun. Uh, I meet a lot of people through my knowledge of sciences. And then also, um, eventually I competed in a um, competition for coffee, and I did win something from there, and it changed my career in a way. Yeah. Right. So you took two years gap year being a barista, and then you enrolled into Taylor's University. Yes, yes. And you, uh, you chose an you chose an undergraduate degree in mechanical engineering. Now let's talk yes. a bit about that choice. Like, uh, at what point did you know that you want to be a mechanical engineer? And you said that this was your passion. So yeah, I I is. assume that is uh is definitely your own choice. So when did you make yes. that decision? Uh, actually, uh, there are only two choices for me. It's either mechanical or aerospace. Why? Because when I was seven years old, I watched the first launch of the Malaysian um, astronaut. <laughs> so it was in the Soyuz. Soyuz and then got shot into the uh, International Space Station. It blew my mind entirely. I initially wanted to be an astronaut, but I realized I'm not a US citizen. So come on, uh, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard, it's hard. I mean, it's possible, but it's hard. Um, so. Over the years, I grew more interested into, hey, why not build a rocket and all that. Uh, I really wanted to build something, a locomotive or like an engine of some sort. So uh, honestly, that, that influenced me, but I got lost along the way. But I'm back and I'm very happy that I'm in mechanical engineering because this is like a lifelong dream happening. And it's a dream come true to me. It's just a dream come true. I'm, every day I'm in this course, I'm just so happy because I'm finally here. I just feel like that, yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy for you, and I see that you're very passionate in the things you do. Like, uh, if you guys go and look, uh, watch his YouTube channel, you can see that he he builds all kind of weird stuff. He's yeah. he's an engineer at heart, <laughs> right? And you mentioned just now that you got lost along the way, and then find your your back. I think a lot of viewers will, uh, would kind of, uh, would have would derive value from. From you expanding on that, because uh, honestly, I think the the best the best university choices comes from us fulfilling like our childhood our childhood first found passions. So, what did you mean by you uh, losing uh, like losing the direction uh, along the way? All right. So, um, honestly, it's like a it's a little bit of pride back in the days in primary school because I was always a top student in primary school, but. Um, mm -hmm. Do I like the content of the school? No, not really. It's just like my mom's like, you know, um, she took care of me very well and forced me to study and all that. So everything I'm, I was excel at, it's not my like, main interest, except for science. Uh, to be honest, except for science, I love science. Uh, but when I get into like um, secondary school, like the first three years, you know, like typical, you, you fall in love, you, you are happy, ha having fun with all the friends and then you have a dramatic drop on your result, academic results because you are being um, 
in a way naive, but you just want to be all, not obeying anything, right? You just want to be yourself. But uh, that okay. version of yourself is never like, looking back, it's never like the best. <laughs> um, that's when my results got like quite bad. And then I kind of almost can't make it into the science stream, which is like a big bummer for me because I wanted to pursue science like and uh, rocket things all, all of that since young, right? But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm walking to a path that is like not becoming who I want. I, I'm just, I'm lost. I'm basically lost because I'm not who, who I think myself is or who I am. Um, I, I, and then there's constantly people telling me that your academic results is too bad for you to pursue engineering and all that. Um, so if you are listening to this, yeah, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> it, it, doesn't matter. It, it helps, but it doesn't really matter. Um, academic results is not everything, right? Uh, looking back at it, but it was everything for all of us in high school setting. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's like, I want to be an engineer, but I know deep down I can't because of my results is bad because I don't understand simple physics and all that. Right? And then the self-doubt comes in and then it just crumbles you. So um, it, it wasn't until like when I first compete in the nationals, which is like 2016, the science camp, national science camp, which is like a Chinese independent school, MICSS science camp. And then I, I, got, I got blown my mind because like I'm competing with, against like the top science students in the whole country, right? Mm -hmm. And under that, there's a lot of IQs there, right? So that, those people actually makes you like perform at the highest level. And seeing their passion and their ability is just like, boom, I need to do this. I, it, there's no more like escapes. I, this is what I want. And I want to continue to be in a conversation between all these intelligent people. Mm -hmm. And that is the the whole motivation of my rebirth of trying to get better results, trying to understand everything more, trying to relate all my science into what I learned in school into what I do in life. And that changed me. That changed me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can kind of relate to uh, that, that last part of the story where you said that, where you said that, um, you were standing in uh, you're standing among these people that share the same passion as you and that actually yeah. like make you make reignite your passion yeah, even exactly. though you already feel like you're, you're already a passionate person but you never yeah. knew that the, that fire can burn even 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 wilder exactly exactly yeah so so i think it's safe to say that uh for anybody that uh for anybody that's still searching for a passion like um we can easily find that passion when we see that in somebody else. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that version, uh, that, that thing where Gary, Gary Vee always says, <laughs> where he always says that you only listen to the people that you want to become. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. Like, like when the time, like the year we competed and then I actually won it. So I went to the international stage, uh, international competition, right? That's when I meet even better people, like mm -hmm. even smarter people, including like in, under my own dorm for like the nine days, I was living under the same roof with uh, the best high school, best high school student from Taiwan. And then one of them was like uh, a Zhongyang, which is like Chinese medicine school uh -huh. uh, student. 
another one, this one is the craziest, which is like, he is from China. <laughs> China. So basically, he is, he doesn't even need to go through Gao Kao to get into uh, uh, Beijing Dashi. So he is like the top of the top of whole China. He is like, what they call Bao Song, which means you don't need to go through Gao Kao. Yeah, a, uh, gu- he, a guaranteed, he, yeah, a guaranteed entry a guaranteed. to the university. Exactly. So he was that. And he is under the chi- China's like training academy for science and physics and all that. So living with him, and he actually wrote like a poster for like six pages of how to build a rocket that can send stuff up to uh, ISS. But humans can't get into that rocket because it's too fast. It's too efficient until humans will be burned to death inside that rocket. Uh, I, I just like, oh, what the heck, man. I, I want to be that. <laughs> I really want to be that. It, um, so, it's the thing that the thing is that when you see people better than you, it motivates you to become them, and you get better yourself. And it, it's a vice versa thing. Somebody sees at you, they got inspired by you, then it goes on, it moves on. So everybody, it's a very good chain effect, I would say. Yeah, yeah. and I would say like uh, maybe maybe not everybody has the chance uh, where there is somebody around them that is the version that they want to be and it inspires them so what i would say to like anybody is that uh it's on you to actively search for people like that yeah well we have an internet we can search for people all over the world because i think that's my case in uh in tawau like i wanted to build apps ever since i was young mm-hmm. i was really intrigued by software and that kind of thing but i didn't know how to do it like even even though i pride myself in being tech savvy I still can't navigate myself uh, around all that information uh, alone online. Like I, I, I tried to Google search how to how to uh, how to program, but uh, th- there still wasn't anybody there to like guide me through all that information. So I could only uh, I only started to get exposed to this kind of thing when I got to university, where I actually get to meet people that that are already doing this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so for anybody anybody that you feel stuck, you feel lost, just go and explore more people. See, try to find people that inspire you. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, there's always people out there that's gonna be better than you. And this, you shouldn't be like sad or jealous about it. You should be happy about it because, hey, you can learn something from someone that's way better than you. That's, that's so exciting, right? That's so much to learn. It's, yeah. It's just a very good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and... It's also like, and again back to back to the people that that are that might be lost. Uh, it's also very useful to reverse engineer stuff. Like if you want to build rockets, you go online to search for okay who are building rockets, and like who are the leaders in the field, who are the leaders in the field, and then what are necessary skills to get there, and then eventually you'll find community, you'll find people that share the same interests, the same passion, do the same things, and potentially mentors as well. Like uh, I think I think it's good to have an end goal in mind and then figure mm-hmm. out the hows during the way. But I'm I'm sure that not all of us have an end goal in mind to begin with. So mm-hmm. for this kind of people, uh, just try to walk some paths and use the elimination method where, well, you you have to think about what you like and what you don't. So you cut mm-hmm. out the don'ts and you do what you like. More and more, in in the end, you will find your way eventually. Yeah. Every decisions will come up with something. So just believe your decisions. Yeah. 
and there's a risk there's a risk when it comes to eliminating stuff based on what you like and what you don't because some yeah. people are just some people are just easy quitters so yeah, they just they will true. just dislike everything they do so i really like a piece of advice i got from uh listening to jordan peterson he mm-hmm. says that uh if you if you don't start anything start something just aim at one thing and then go for it and if you feel like you want to quit you can only quit for something harder yeah, I really like that piece of advice. So this will prevent you from this will prevent you from all those premature quits where you're just like it's not it's not because it's not for you. It's just because you uh you can't you can't go through it because you're weak. I think it's the thing where maybe the gamer mindset comes into life when this comes in like uh, we are weak. So do you quit the game right now or do you try to uh, get more loot, get more experience, get get the upgrade of the game, and then try to beat the game. Um, basically, if you find the fun of doing all the experience gaining, you eventually become very good, and that's where all the fun really like it's unlimited fun to you yeah. do whatever in your field, right? So, if you quit, you are actually losing some potential of having the ultimate fun. So maybe it. When you are like very like suffering and all that, just remind yourself, yeah, why you are, why do you want to get good? Yeah, it always helps me in my life so far. This this thought itself is like helped me so much. Yeah, and I think it's also safe to say that in every in anything you start to learn, uh, things will get fun when you get to a certain level of skill. Exactly. Yeah, usually it's very usually it's fun at the very beginning and then it'll dip. Because uh, because it's very tiresome to learn all the intricacies of the skill, but eventually once you uh once you get to a certain level, it will become fun again. Yeah, exactly. Like the, there's the fun curve, right? It just ooh, yeah, the, goes down. I think it's called the I think it's called the Dunning Kruger effect. But yeah, not for yeah, fun. Yeah, that, that's for that's for confidence. That's for Imposter syndrome, right? Dunning Kruger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feeling yeah, too out, self confident about something. Yeah. Yeah. So, you are a man of many passions. Let's talk a bit about how somebody should find that passion for themselves. Just find that passion for yourself. Um, to be honest, um, when I was younger, it's all by emotions, right? If I like it, I do it. If I don't, I don't. But uh, as I grow older, uh, I think it's important to see the market in a whole, like have a wider perspective and all that. So how do I set my passions? Like uh, I started YouTube, YouTubing. I only started to learn how to edit videos during the MCO, which is like the COVID times when I'm not at home. I, I understand that at that moment, if we still keep a business under like a physical traditional way, we are all doomed. We need to do something yes. online, right? So, yes. and also like my school, they are also wanting us to submit uh, videos as submission for our homeworks uh-huh. and all that. So uh-huh. that's like, hey, this uh, this thing is not going to only be like a one year or two year thing. It's going to be like the next five years or ten years. You are going to present a lot in a video format. Uh, and that excites yeah. me, right? That really excites me because, hey, uh, I'm learning something that I will use for like the text, next ten years. Why not just... And I have at home, I have nothing to do, right? This is the best opportunity to do it. 
I'm just happy that I have the opportunity at the time because I needed that. <laughs> so I start I started doing that, and that's it started off as like I don't know where to start, right? But when mm -hmm. I watch more videos on YouTube, like oh, they are so good at editing. It just blows my mind. Uh, for example, like Elliot Choi, I watch a lot of that. I uh, watched like uh, Elliot? Peter McKinnon. Uh, Elliot, Elliot is good. Elliot is good. And then yeah. Peter McKinnon, of course, like you have yes. to watch that, right? Yeah, all those. It's just like it kicks you in, like whoa, they are so good. Like it's a privilege to watch like some of the top in the industry to do masterful stuff, right? It always mm -hmm. inspires you, and that's how I find my passion. If you are not sure what your passion is, just work with somebody that is like the best in the industry, right? You for sure, like confirm for sure you get inspired either way. Because this is too attractive, right? People that are very good at what they do is so attractive. Mm -hmm. it, it just ignites your passion, like, subconsciously in a way. And yeah. that's where my passion comes uh, these days, like, I would say. Yeah. yeah so, uh, how long have you been running your YouTube channel? YouTube channel is a little bit more than a year. So, I'm, I just hit, like, 5,000 watch hours. And I am, like, around 500 more subscribers to go for getting monetized yeah that's great that's great yeah. that's great it's a good progress uh. it's a good progress yeah congratulations <laughs> so it took uh, a bit more than a year yeah that's, that's still yeah. pretty good that's still pretty yeah good. it's still all right it's still all right i mean yeah. um I, I have to learn a lot of stuff right to manage a youtube channel and i'm learning a lot the, the process mm -hmm. of trying to make money online just uh -huh. teach you so much stuff it's not just the yeah. editing of at the end it's a lot of marketing it's about uh, yeah. relationships and all that, it's a lot, that's, yeah. that's a lot it's of learning. It's basically a full-fledged business, but just yes. not the version that you will find in business textbooks because it's too new. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's, it's a very, like, on the top of the industry kind of thing. It's a very new, recent thing. So you have to sell a lot of stuff just to complement the whole managing of your channel. It's a very awesome, very awesome and I learned a lot from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, okay, so you're also... Uh, you also have a club where you're yep. the president, the Barista yes. Club in Taylor's University. Yes. So I assume you are you're bringing you're sh sharing you're sharing your knowledge through that kind of thing. Yes, I I'm sure I'm doing that. Yeah, because I believe that uh, most of us, at least in Malaysia, we still like order kopi or ikatapi and all that, right? Uh, let, that's that's the culture in Malaysia. It's like two yeah. ringgit coffee, but is that really good? Professionally saying, it's not, but it's the culture. Um, so what I really hope that is that I was once inspired by my Sifu, my teacher in coffee. His name is David. Where he, uh -huh. The first time he brewed me a coffee named Geisha, it blew my mind. Geisha is like, if you don't know, FYI, it's like a Ferrari of coffee, you can say. It's like super good and expensive, right? It's a, uh, it's a high-grade quali uh, quality of a varietal. So when I drank that at my first day of work, it just... It's like boom, bro. This is this is so awesome. I can taste. I still remember the taste of honey from a coffee. It's like not even scientific to me because I remember coffees to be should be bitter and all that, right? Look, uh -huh. it, it's wrong. It's wrong. Uh, coffee, when brew good, you get taste those like fruits. You get taste those like uh, for example, like strawberry strawberry jam and all that. It's awesome. There's a lot of potential in it, right? So, uh, and everything is achieved through science. So, I got super interested, very wanting to do that. After inspired, after I got inspired, I really hope that I can re-inspire the next generation 
and that's why I'm in in the in the barista club. I try to bring forward this culture into the school of tailors, and then let everyone has that experience of making coffee in campus when they can. Yeah, that's my goal in a way. I believe everyone can brew. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Now. You are a full-time student. At the same time, you're a YouTuber and you are a barista. Now, the question yes. on my mind is, uh, how do you manage your time? Huh. This, I get I get asked about this like quite often. Uh, it requires a high degree of discipline for sure, and you get burned out very easily. But then, the thing about this is that it's not like a hundred meter spike, like track and field thing. It's more like a marathon, right? You need to. Sometimes you need to push. Sometimes you need to like understand. Your, let your body tells you that hey, it's time to actually slow things down a little bit. And also one more thing is that I sacrifice some of my time with my friends. Of course, like for editing, my schedule is like Sunday every Sunday. Uh, like when everyone is going out to party and all that, I'm just staying at home and doing my stuff. Um, you need to make a little bit of sacrifice and also ensure you have a good sleep because. You want to make it more efficient in a way mm -hmm. where every when you're in class you are trying to absorb everything as much as you can, not like skipping class and then listening to later listen it later. It, it doesn't work like that. So yeah. in a way, when you play, you play. When you work, you work. When you study, you study. And all three of them give yourself a little bit of discipline and that's how you make time. Yeah. Yeah, and because because you because you have a use for your time, like all your time, so that means you don't yeah. have you don't actually have time to waste anymore. Yeah, I don't have time to waste. I, I yeah. have to like, yeah. It's like, it's just like right now it's holiday, so I'm a little bit like um, um, just a bit free flowing. I can waste mm -hmm. a little bit of time, uh, a guilty pleasure a little bit. But when the semester starts again, then I'll be disciplined again. So I don't really have time to waste. I. I do have like uh, my own system of marking down all my time and also like all the to-do lists every day. Mm -hmm. Making it like a game every day, like oh there's a lot of quests to do, I need to do this, 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 this. And then eventually you get a lot of things done, right? That happiness, mm -hmm. that delayed gratification is what I'm looking for, not just like I'm doing nothing, watching Netflix and mm -hmm. having a little bit of fun. That's, that, that's not enough. I want, a, I want to be successful in my career, that's what will make me really happy. And, Thinking of that, it makes me more disciplined. Yeah, and uh, talking about the more pragmatic side of things, uh, yeah. do you think that do you think that you had to incorporate some form of like systemization in terms of how you do things, like having a very defined workflow for you to have the most efficient use of time? Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, invest in yourself in in a way where it's, you are you are your own system. It's it's a very important term because uh, when I was in my gap year. I see that in uh, food and beverage industry, if you don't have an SOP, uh, how messy the shop will be. So learning from that, I actually applied that into my own life myself. I'm running myself like a business, <laughs> you know. That's that's a crazy thing to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, so I've, it's, I've, I've it's had that exact same idea. Like you, have, you have to run yourself like a business. Like a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even. Uh, I'm not sure if you have ever incorporated this thing, but I'm sure you have like uh, alternate versions of this thing at least, where you have defined work hours. Like maybe okay, nine. You don't allow yourself to slack off during a uh, from nine a.m. to five p.m. because that's usually the time that people work, and you yeah. treat that as your own work time. Do you do that? Yeah, I do that. Like uh, especially 
my mine is like uh ten thirty all the way to eight p.m. I mm -hmm. I don't step off. I just all in of whatever I do. Uh, why is this specific time? Is because this is when the library in campus actually opens. <laughs> so like, hey, uh, it's a very good environment to you know put put a lot of effort and then work on it and not getting distracted and all that. So ten thirty all the way to uh eight p.m. is where I work. But after that, whatever I want to do. Up to me. I can choose what. Should I go out with my friends? Oh, sure. Why not? Do I want to build more of my engineering stuff? Okay, I can do that too. Or why not? I do some like uh, content planning on it. I can choose whatever I want. So if I work ten thirty all the way to eight without distractions and with a high productivity rate, then I can afford to have a little bit of options at night. That's how my system works. Uh, normally, yeah. Yeah, great. I I think it's such a great thing for uh for students like us to be building stuff that mm -hmm. actually serves an audience. Like for example, yeah. your YouTube channel is an example. And where, your podcast channel. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also my blog. I I also write a, yeah. daily, a daily blog. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important because uh you learn a lot of stuff that you don't learn in school. Mm -hmm. Even in university, even though it's a bit more self-regulated than in high school, uh, you still don't really have to be accountable for too much of your work. Like yeah. you can you can hand in a crappy piece of a crappy piece of assignment and call it a day, as long as you get your two point GPA mm -hmm. and pass the pass the module. But for us, uh, we are directly we are directly responsible for the quality of mm -hmm. our of the things we put out, and so I think that. That accountability and responsibility really uh, matures us in a way. Do you think? Yes, you think so? it, it does. It does. Like uh, when right now at this moment, I'm not thinking of myself as an engineering student. I'm thinking like myself as a career engineer. So whatever I do, if I fail this test, probably like uh, I'm not sure how this and that works, right? If I fail mm -hmm. it, if I'm an engineer in real life and I and I decide some crappy stuff, someone might die, right? <laughs> so that that's the thought process, like a reverse engineering to me. It's like I shouldn't fail this right now. It's because if I'm not good at this right now and I don't figure out how to be good at it, um, some vigilantes are gonna happen when I'm an engineer, when I design stuff and it fails to work. That that's that's about human life already. So mm -hmm. as an engineer, the responsibility is high, right? And I always take that as a pride for me to. Get better at whatever I do. Yeah, it's an important thing. It, it, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't be thinking of yourself as a student anymore. You should be thinking about um, yourself as a career of whatever you are doing, and that change your perspective. Yeah, definitely. Because like being a student, uh, I think the the word student, even though it's not in the definition, but mm. the connotations of a student is that um, you are still somewhat protected by society. You are still not mm -hmm. part of society. But I think that's a big problem. Because technically, we are full-fledged adults. We are actually members of society, and we exactly. have to learn that accountability and responsibility early on. But also, at the bright side, it's like uh, I know that it's a very important thing, as you say. But uh, the bright side is that because of this production, you are you have more like freedom or margin to actually fail. You just keep on failing, and you will learn a lot of stuff. That's the bright side of being a student. You, you yeah, are yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay to fail. Okay, okay to fail, yeah, and nobody definitely. blames you. 
Yeah, I mean, the um, only thing is like, your GPA drops a little bit, right? But I don't think that's a very important thing. It's just, hey, fail more and you learn more. Yeah, yeah. And fail more inside, like, because right now we are full-time students, so that means, okay, mm. if you fail as a student, then that's kind of a problem because that's your mm. full-time thing. Mm-hmm. But because we are full-time students, everything else we do are side hustles. And side hustles, yes. you, you actually allow side hustles to fail. That's where you have the most amount of creative freedom to just try whatever mm-hmm. you want and if it works, stick with it. If it doesn't work, scrap it, try something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the students like, the, the beauty of students are, I, 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 yeah, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And, and as, there are also no extreme like financial repercussions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because it's we are yeah. students right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we always say we are broke, but then, <laughs> it's, it's not the thing that we want to stay broke, right? It's the thing of yeah. like, how do you want to make money, right? You should learn how to make money. If you think that you are broke, uh, start learning on how to make money. It's, 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 it's as simple as that, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think like once you step into the, the, the path of financial, financial, like financial independence, oh, personal mm-hmm. finance, sorry. When you, once mm-hmm. you start learning personal finance, you even have to relearn what it means to be rich and what it means to be broke. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, right. Before we wrap all this up, uh, let's have a bit of talk about general advice we'd give to high school students. So the first sure, question sure I have do. for you is, um, what is one thing you wish you knew while you were still in high school? Either wow. it's, uh, it could be something that you found out on your own later on, or it could be some, something that someone told you later on that you wish you knew earlier. Oh, um, this is a deep question. Uh, yeah. Because I had a gap year, so uh, I talk about in high school. I really think that academics is everything, but I'm not very good at it. So it, that makes me a failure. And I had a lot, I had a lot of self doubts, doubts like surrounding on this topic. So, um, but the great thing is that I went to gap year, and I realized that um, a lot of things is not as so so important that as you thought it is like in the society not so much about academics right it's more about like ability to help the company make value for example so uh academics is just part of your life it's like an indicator it's not everything um so if you really like something and you want to have a career with it you just go for it and you you need to have a very strong mental mental health about it, and you be men- mentally tough about it, and you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's this idea that I've I've came across earlier where it's where it says that, uh, in the at the end of the day, your education from all the way from primary school all the way to your college education, like once you graduate, mm-hmm. the only thing that it can, uh, you can absolutely prove is that you can persevere through you can persevere through hardships that's the only mm. thing that your degree can absolutely prove yes exactly when, once you get to the workplace uh what people are looking for are proof of competence if your degree can prove that you are competent great for you but yeah. that's not the case for for some people i would say mm-hmm. yeah everyone has their own path of life right so um yeah. uh, along the way there will a lot of pe- there will be a lot of people telling you this is good or this is bad uh, and 
for high schoolers, I hope that you guys start to like build on your own judgment. It, it's sometimes not everything is right. Nothing is absolute to be honest. Like uh, you live under your parents like for so long, right? You always think they are right, and whatever people is doing differently from your parents, you might think they are wrong. But is it though? So is it <laughs> philosophy, right? So it's not all the time because like your parents, even your parents sometimes they are humans. They make errors. They're not perfect yeah. and all that. So yeah. you have to make a judgment. Like uh, is is this thing made for my parents? Is it right or wrong? So yeah. uh, it start start from there, right? And then you make a lot of more judgment as you progress. You make better judgment, and that's where your success rate gets higher. You are becoming more successful, or you just fail less, and you are becoming smarter in a way. This is how you get smart by making rational judgments. So I hope that if I'm telling myself back in the days, hey, try to learn how to make judgments, not being a biased person, it it change a lot. And also, and also, uh, why we why we should not blindly just listen to our parents? I'm not telling you to not listen to your parents, but yeah, <laughs> if you not blindly listen to your parents. It's because, uh, not everything is about right and wrong. There are mm. a lot of things that are yeah. It's not every, not everything is a moral argument. There are a lot of uh, there are a lot of things where we have to decide whether it works or it does not. And different mm-hmm. people have different perceptions, different people have different personalities, different people perceive the world in a different way, different people have different tolerance for risk. Like, I might be telling you trading Forex works, but your parents might be telling you, no, it does not. But it does work yeah. for some people. So you have to figure that out for yourself, like what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like maybe being a designer works for you because you're creative, but your parents were not. Maybe your parents needed, uh, maybe your parents needed a very secure income so they so they they want you to get a corporate job but you you might be okay with with like freelancing for example so you have to figure out that path for yourself you have you have to learn more about yourself and learn more about the world you're in definitely like you have to understand yourself in a way like break it break down break down yourself in a way that what's your weakness what's your uh, advantages right you need to max you need to make judgment to maximize your advantages or add advantages to yourself and then minimize your disadvantages and that's how you become a, a successful person in a society yeah yeah well all that advice well at least that's what like, what we can give based on our understanding <laughs> today true true definitely it, it's a it's a good life to be honest <laughs> it has it's, it has been great it has been great yeah so just now you said that you would you would tell your younger self to make better judgments. Yes, definitely. Okay, is there is there anything else you want to tell your younger self? One more? Tell my younger self. Um, hey, uh, have fun in learning, not being stressed in learning. Yes, stress is because you are not good at what you want to be good. Yet, it's like uh, for example, if you want to be an engineer and your science is not bad, it's not it's like quite bad, right? And then it makes you stress. It's it's because you want to be an engineer and you are bad at science. That's where stress comes in. Uh, instead, change your mindset and become a fine, fun person mindset. If you are having fun at challenges, you become a very good engineer. So, instead of being stressed, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And something, something, something related to that would be, uh, do not be a perfectionist. And I, I bet, I bet if you have heard any, any like successful motivation, uh, motivational people uh, talk, you will have heard somebody tell you to stay foolish 
it's okay mm. to be stupid. In fact, it's great to be stupid because mm. when you're stupid, you won't be arrogant. You won't you won't think you know everything. That's when you are the best student and you learn. You ask the best questions and learn the most. So it's okay exactly. to be stupid. It's as, just as that long as it, it's just that if yeah. you are, you know yourself is stupid, you need to find ways to be smart, not staying stupid and be proud yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah. That, that, that'd be exactly. real stupid, right? <laughs> that'd be real yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you need to find ways to be better, to be smarter. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're... It's okay to be stupid, as long as you want to be smart and you learn. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think the, the point is that learn, just learn. Yeah, learn, learn. It's a powerful tool. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think that's the end of the podcast. Thank you, Einstein, for your time. I bet that people not, like. I bet that people can derive a lot of value from the things that you have shared. Thank you for having this platform for me to share. <laughs> All right. Now, will I be seeing you on this podcast again soon? Uh, probably. We never know. See how it goes. All right. Yeah. So that's it for today. Thank you. See you. All right. Thank you so much.